Tonight on the Goblin's Corner. Festivals and holidays. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight. Festivals and holidays. Yeah. This was kind of an impromptu episode. Was it not, Matt? It was. We uh, we had somebody that suggested it, and we both liked the idea of it, so here we are. And we were going to do a review episode, which we're not going to say which game it was, but we couldn't find anything worthwhile to talk about. It's true. So. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. That's where that's going to end. But before we begin, I believe you have a question of the week. I do. Excellent. Now, it should be noted that sometimes when he lays the question of the week on me, I have a little bit of foreknowledge that I can maybe give an answer. But a lot of times it's either last minute or what have you. And tonight, I have absolutely no idea what the question of the week is at all. And until literally, what, two and a half minutes ago, neither did I. Right before I said, welcome to the Goblin's Corner, my name is Eric. Yep, pretty much. So hit me. What's the, what's the question of the week? All right. You are a warlock. Okay. Pick a patron and then invent a holiday to please your patron. I mean, the classic would definitely be the slod, and it would be all pies day. Okay. You just throw bricks and balloons. Basically anything but a pie. Sure. But I'm going to go out on the limb and do something a little bit more interesting because, you know, Everyone's like, ah, slot, no big deal. I'm going to be the, I'm going to have the patron of the demonic squirrel. Okay. And there is a mighty, he is, he's the giant squirrel from Yadrasil that climbs the world tree. All right. So the demonic squirrel on the world tree. Sure. Why not? All right. Well, because I hate squirrels in general. Yes. Because for, and by the way, for those of you who are animal lovers and you, hear this phrase and you're like, oh, I can't believe Eric hates squirrels. The reason I hate squirrels is because they're currently infesting my roof. Yes. And that I have done everything humanly possible aside from kill them to get them out of my roof. I've had a person come through and put all of the metal trim all the way around my roof. I've had them catch them and release them. I've had them bait them and move them to other people's homes. None of it works. They just come back. They want to live in my house and fight and slowly chew on all of my ancient wiring from my 1950s house. So what you need to do is you need to have them caught again, but this time you need to ship them to someone you don't like. I could think of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Are you a squirrel lover? Do you have someone that you hate that you would like to ship squirrels? Demonic squirrels. Demonic squirrels specifically. Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, Eric, at goblinscorner.com, or... Me, Matt, at goblinscorner.com. Okay, so let's get back to demonic squirrels. So right. my patron would be, as a warlock, the demonic squirrel that climbs the tree from Yadrasil, mm-hmm. and the holiday would be the dropping of the nuts. Sure. So there would just be boulder slash continent-sized acorns that fall from Yadrasil. Sure. And they spawn new worlds. Okay. And those that gather on Yadrasil, on any of the branches, may catch a ride on one of the nuts. Nice. So literally you could be the person on a brand new continent slash world. Whatever. You're, you're there, fully formed, just boom. That's how the gods are made on different worlds, man. They just catch a ride on an acorn, and when it sprouts into a different universe, there you go. For those of you world building, uh, we just gave you. Yeah, a great we just one. put this out in the world, so yeah, we just gave you this. You're welcome. Right now, right now. we should have really written this down. Uh, now the squirrel's going to need a name. Oh, I mean, he's literally running around creating worlds and continents and shit. He needs a name. I, I really, I'm leaning towards Leonard, but I'm, I'm thinking something a little more. Uh, demonic. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Leonard's... Uh, Leonard... It's not uh, chaotic enough for me. Shazma Megala. Shazma Megala? Yeah. Sure. I just threw some consonants together. Yeah. 
No, I'm okay with Shashma Megala. Shashma Megala. You have to say it like you just you were trying to spit chewing gum out of your mouth at the same time. Right. Like there's something like uh, right right in the edges of your cheeks mm-hmm. by your incisors or you're just like, Shashma Megala. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so that's my warlock patron in my holiday. What about you? Okay. I also understand. I'm not prepared to answer these questions every time either. So uh, first off, really surprised you didn't go for uh, Godzilla as a patron, but I'm going to let it slide this one. Because he's my patron. Right. Okay. Not my warlocks. Okay. No, he's that's my fair. dark lord and master. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. I got it. You're, you're role playing a character. You're, we're not talking about Eric here. Okay. So let's see. I, you know, I'm a big Faye fan, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to slide to maybe a slightly different area. And we're going to go with, how do you feel about a Modron warlock patron? I'm down with the Modron warlock patron. All right. Lawful citizen inhabitant requesting patron. Yes. Yes. Please fill out form X1257B. The festival is the Modron March, except... Is it a red ticker tape parade? No, no. Except you must pick a location to go to. You must gather as many lawful people as you can and blaze a direct trail to wherever it is. Through homes, mountains, people, what, ha- what have you. It's a Modron march, man. We don't give a shit. We, yeah, we will rearrange reality, but we're getting where we're going. Also... You must take notes on everything the entire way as a proper Mojan March. All right. So, yeah, you've got it. Just pick a location. So I've got my notebook, my camera bag. I'm ready to go. And I look like a filthy tourist. Sure. But also you're probably going to need picks and, and shovels and because you're blazing a straight trail. I love this. So, yeah, that's that's going to be my festival. The, the great march on the prime. What a wonderful intro into what we're talking about tonight, which happens to, again, be festivals and holidays. Indeed. Now, many of you may wonder, why in the hell are we doing an episode on festivals and holidays? And that's a very good question. Why are we doing an episode on festivals and holidays, Matt? Well, for one thing, somebody actually requested it. Yeah, but aside from that. In the real world, and in many imaginary ones, festivals and holidays are... A big deal. They exist. Yep. And because of that, your game should somewhat reflect that as well. It's it's just another added thing to toss at characters, to build your world, make it sound better. Right. Now, I won't go as far as, say, invent your own calendar, because to be perfectly frank, every role-playing game I've ever played that had a different calendar than the Gregorian calendar... You promptly ignored. I promptly ignored. You know what? And I know you explained it to me the other night with the Forgotten Realms calendar. I still can't fucking figure it out. I'm sorry. I Say it to me again. What is it? It's 10 days. It's every week is 10 days. Every month has three weeks. See what my eyes are doing right now? As soon the as you glazing. started. He just, was, I, I absolutely lost him. I might as, as well have it, been speaking deep speech or. I just purposely tune it out. I don't Ancient know what Etruscan, it is. I don't know. I like I lost him immediately. I, don't, I just don't care. Anyway, there are calendars that are easy. There are calendars that are hard. The Gregorian calendar makes less than optimal sense. But regardless of that, you're going to have days of import, whether they be, well, we're going to go over a list of types of holidays. But, sure. Um, and in a world where... People celebrate things. There are going to be days dedicated to those celebrations. Yeah. They can be a plot point. They can add some dramatic tension, especially if it's like some kind of planar convergence, which we'll talk about in a bit. That's definitely an event or a holiday. You could have something leading up to this event. So give kind of almost like a, a time dash type thing. It could just, again, just be flavor. It can be a great way to present your party with downtime. That's yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's a great idea as well. Yeah, so downtime events as well. 
The other side of that is you can use it to show exactly how dastardly an opponent is because that is also the perfect time for collateral damage should you be a big bad evil guy. If you're doing a mass gathering and you murder a whole bunch of people on a holiday. Yep. yep. So those are a couple of reasons why we think festivals and holidays A, are fun to throw into your tabletop game and B, just interesting in general. Yeah. How many? How many of these should you come up with on the fly? Now, obviously, if you're if you're running a module or if you're in one of the established worlds, and it doesn't matter whether it's fantasy or sci-fi or whatever, they all have some. Sure. But if you're making some up on your own, how many should you have? And the answer really is, is how many do you need? Right. If you, you can literally buy a calendar that has a holiday for every single day on it. Sure. Whether it's a national holiday, an international holiday, a local holiday, there are multiple holidays for nearly every single day of the year and at least one holiday every day of the year. See, I look at like holidays just like I look at NPCs. It's a bit of information to get on stage, give some info to the people who are playing the game, which is you and your characters. Right. And then it gets out. Yeah. And as a result, you know, you can over flavor you add too much salt to anything. Sure. And so use them however you feel. Now, if you want to come up with your own time system or if you want to have, you know, a whole year's worth of calendars for your fantasy game, that's great. The reality of the situation is, is most of your characters are probably not going to remember any of them. Right. And, and so it especially is, if they're every day. Yes. And you are doing this for yourself as a storyteller. Just, just keep that in mind. You might have some people remember it, most people won't. Another thing having a holiday is good for is to remind players of the passage of time. That is true. A lot of times players, the days just are today's today, tomorrow's tomorrow, and the day after is the day after. It's not 1st of June, 2nd of June, 3rd of June. Yes. And so it's very easy to play a game where once you've added up the days, you've had six months of spring. Mm -hmm. So it is a good way, you know, or it is a way to mark the passage of time for your characters. Yes. And, and again, it makes sense because you can use it thematically as well. Yeah. Now, when should you toss in a festival or holiday? As I mentioned, whenever you feel necessary, whenever it fits the theme, when you want to mix something up, or, as you're playing, if you're playing a holiday-themed campaign. Yes. Which can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Your, your one-off is now turned into a multiple-off. Yes. I'm hoping to finish my, holiday, my winter holiday game before spring. We'll see. Signs are bad. Now, it should be noted that Tone plays kind of a big part of adding your festivals and holidays. And I'd like you to explain that a little bit further, Matt. There's a lot to holidays, especially in a fantasy world, or I guess even in an urban setting, right? If the celebration is say the end of a war. Okay. Somebody lost that war. So for one group of people, it is a celebration for another group of people, it is likely a day of mourning or loss, what have you. By the same token, if you're going for something more nature-based, the longest night of the year is probably a day of fervent prayer for, like, Palor people, right? Sun, sun worshipers. Mm -hmm. Whereas for people who they're deity is perhaps the dark or has dark in their portfolio like char yeah man that that is the night of all partying and getting up to mischief and misbehavior okay yeah so kind of consider how it could be viewed in different lights and how you as a storyteller feel about this holiday you've made or even kind of how 
people in your game world feel about that holiday. Sure. You know, some people might like it. Some people might hate it. Some people be actively against it. Some people are actively for it. Your player characters, of course, will maybe pick something in that spectrum. Sure. And it's always good. Again, all of this, you don't have to have any of this stuff, much like the last episode with NPCs. Right. But it adds flavor to all of it. And it's just, it's just a good, it's kind of a cool thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of times as for people's, uh, how people deeply feel about something, if you're having a market day festival, right? Mm, people feel like it's a good time to go shopping. That's the general feeling of the populace. Yeah, they might hey. might put stuff on sale. Right. But there's not going to be deep, most likely, there's not going to be deep emotional attachment to market days. You don't have to make it too serious or too deep. The only body that actually cares is like a follower of the commerce god. But if you end up having to have a festival where it's like a marriage festival, like the local town, yeah. you have the wrong drink with the wrong person, next thing you know, you wake up married. That's a great side quest. It's true. You know, and be like, oh, my character got married accidentally. How did that work? That's that's why you don't drink with strangers in, in belt worlds. It's true. So we have uh, four very loosely framed types of festivals and holidays. We have nature-based. Sure. Culture-based. Fantasy. And sci-fi. Yep. And all of them will be fantasy and sci-fi, but we're trying to group them slightly in terms of Honestly, whatever we decided to write at the time. So yep. just just bear with us on this one. So the first thing we have is nature related. Um, when I think of nature, obviously, I think I kind of go big first. So we think astronomical signs or astronomical related events. festivals. Yeah, yeah, festivals and events. And this can be, we'll just go list a couple real quick. The moon phase is a great one. Sure. I mean, the, and if you've got different moons on your game world or multiple ones, you could have year-round festivals if you want, or maybe one when they all smash into each other or go into conjunction or something. Sure. Call that the uh, the tidal wave festival? Yeah. <laughs> Surf, um, surf's up. That would actually be kind of hilarious, is to have an actual surf, fe- surf, surf festival. Fest, when, when all of the moons align and it's just 50-foot waves? Yeah. That would be great. Someone should do that in a campaign. Uh, obviously, also celestial-related eclipses. Sure. Comets. Comets would be great. So a good example of that is Halley's Comet. Sure. And I don't really think of any other comets at that point, but there's more. There's many more comets. There's so many comets. Planetary alignments is another one. Right. We just had Jupiter and Saturn align. Right. Which is really cool. Anytime a a planet is visible to the naked eye, people tend to take notice either in history or... Even modern day times, it's a lot easier because everyone is going to tell you. Oh, the yeah. Internet well, is I mean, it goes back know. to omens importance. Yep. Which is something that you can also tie into these particular festivals. Maybe a comet is a sign of portents and omens, and it's a night that people spend casting augury, doing tarot cards, doing any sort of that thing. If you guys listen to our episode, it doesn't start in a bar. This is a great way to start a game at a festival or maybe a planetary alignment or a comic streaks across the sky. Sure. And there's a festival because of it. We didn't or even. Or a holiday. S- we made all these notes and we didn't say meteor shower. That's just a meteor shower. To us, it's just a meteor shower. That's but a good point. That's where star metal comes from. Oh, yeah. It could be the star metal harvesting festival. Yep. All sorts of things. Love that. So, in addition to that, we have all four seasons. Sure. And traditionally, we celebrate those. Oh, yeah. Historically, pretty much everybody celebrates. Yes, yeah, so you got the solstices. And the equinox. Mm-hmm. We have new, and of course, the beginning of the year is another one, which is a great festival or holiday. Sure. Whenever that happens to be in your world. Yeah. And it could be in the middle of the summer. It could be in the middle of the winter. It doesn't matter. Yep. You I might mean, have multiple ones. Halloween was New Year's once upon a time. That's true. So, yeah, just whenever you need it to be, that's when it is. I like this one that you brought up as well, weather-related holidays or festivals. Oh, yeah, and in places that live or die by the weather, 
the first rain, if you're in a place that has specifically a rainy and a dry season, first rain would be a huge deal. Or if you're in a place that is, you know, further north or even further south, a first frost could be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Could be the onset of winter yep. or it could be to plant some kind of plant. Yeah. I don't, I don't do a lot of gardening. Speaking of uh, plants though. No, you don't. I, I really don't. I, I can kill some plants. Speaking of plants though, plant-based uh, festivals and holidays are in abundance as well. Sure. Because you've got, you know, many crop-based days will be times of celebration, especially if you've had a good crop that year. Oh, yeah. The and Harvest Festival being the obvious one. Sure. Harvest Festivals is, is kind of the catch-all, and it doesn't matter what harvest it could be. It could, you could have it. You know, we when we think Harvest Festivals here, we think of, like, pumpkin patches and stuff like that because fall is coming. But in your game world, it could be the first harvest of spring. Yeah. Maybe you're harvesting... What is it? Uh, frozen grapes for ice wine. Yeah. Or I don't know when they harvest cranberries, but I, it's in, it's up there. Early it's, fall. It's early fall. Yeah. Okay. Where they flood the cranberry bogs and yeah. Then, yep. Okay. So it'd, it'd be cold. So. That's why you wear waders. Yes, absolutely. Uh, first planting's another good one too. Yeah, because the second the ground thaws, basically. You know that you've got work ahead. You're going to have to do all the tilling, all the plowing, da da da. Maybe the the Saturday after the first full week of above freezing weather. There's a chance that's a party day, right? Where the, all the farmers get together and they're like, "The coming week is going to be hell time for the next three months." It's going to suck. So we're going to all and this is and we'll get into community related festivals. But this is kind of a little bit of both where, you know, a lot of a lot of agrarian societies would be like, all right, everybody that's able to stick their fingers in the dirt, grab a seed, go to town. And then when we're done, we're going to all get lit. Yep. And that's I mean, that's how a lot of planning yep. holidays came about. I could, you could either pregame it or postgame it. Yep. But the game will be played. Yeah, because if you don't plan them, you don't eat. Yep. I like first bloom as well. Yeah, I think that would be, that would probably be a really fun, kind of maybe like a, a May Day style. It's probably got some romantic undertones, some fertility. Some fertility. Yeah, yeah. yeah, some Feywild coming through. 100%. You know, all the dating sites are just blowing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. So you could, there's another great one. And of course, I have to throw in another kind of weird fantasy thing, some kind of underdark planting festival as well. Maybe the mushroom harvest has come in and all the dwarves gather the mushrooms to make their strong dwarven spirits. Yeah. Or the Swerf Neblin. Oh yeah. The Swerf. What does the Swerf Neblin drink? I see them drinking gin myself. Under, under good gnome should drink gin. I approve of that. So, uh, yeah, it's made from oozes, I think. It's a little, it's a little more tart than a normal gin. You can chew on it. I, I mean, I suppose you Alchem- could. an alchemical ooze that makes gin. We've got another stupid monsters coming up. That's true. That's a great. There ooze. you go. Yeah, the oh, booze ooze. The booze ooze. It even. Oh God, alliteration and everything. Yep. Only here, folks. You could Only even here. call it the booze. The bu- oh, no. Well, let's not go too far on that. All right, coming up on. Uh, we, we, we've, we've beaten plants into the ground. And so let's talk a little bit about animals. Uh, the first one I came up with was maybe swarming season. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I think of like when locusts swarm, everyone's like, oh, it's a horrible thing. Well, if you're living in, you know, the Savannah, that's free food. People, it it could be a horrible thing or it could be a way to collect food. Yeah. Grab a whole bunch of locusts, roast them. Yep. Tastes like peanuts. When you think. I didn't know that. They do. I knew termites taste like almonds, but I didn't know that locusts taste like peanuts. Everything, if you salt it enough, tastes like a peanut. Fair. Rutting and foaling season, and that's, uh, for hunters especially, that's definitely a time of, you know, get out there and kill something. Sure. Well, it's also, for people who aren't hunters, maybe a time not to go out in the field. 
That's because good. animals, yeah, that's- uh, males, animals tends to be far more aggressive during mating season. And you don't want to go out when there's a horny boar. Because it will destroy you. Yeah, pig, you don't mess with a pig, man. Yeah, you, you don't Nothing, mess with boar. You, you don't mess with boars. You don't mess with elks. It, Honestly, anything. That's what I was about to say. Even prey animals are not prey animals at that time of year. Yeah, if you get a, a, a musk-scented moose that's just madly in love, you don't want to get between him and what anything, honestly. Anything. Nah, you don't mess with the moose. Have you have you seen the damage that a charging moose can do to a semi? No, but I've oh, seen it's ludicrous. I've seen what a charging deer can do to a pickup truck. Yeah. Now just multiply it by what three times the weight? Because one rutting season many years ago, when I was driving my pickup, and the deer decided it wanted to smack my truck, and damn near went through my passenger seat. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Fun great. times. Yeah. That that story for later. Uh, more on a, on a theme related or a story related, a high hunt or a wild hunt. Yes. Now, so, now I'm not as familiar with the high hunt. Is that the same thing as the wild hunt? Cause when I hear high hunt, I think of something like a whole bunch of people going out and hunting. So a high hunt would be generally a noble type event. Okay. So that's exactly what I was thinking yes. of is very much game of thrones um, people in uh, either game of thrones or you know people in jackets and and tight pants running <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah. It, i mean that's the progression right basically sure. game of thrones to fox hunting but and then you've got the wild hunt where you might the, be the prey right like where do you fit in in the pecking order there and uh how good are you going to be at surviving slash doing the hunting yourself I will point out one thing real quick. Okay. If you are the prey and you survive the wild hunt, you generally are given the opportunity to join the wild hunt because you have succeeded. So, but you may not be human after you accept, look, you know, details, whatever. I'm just saying. Now we come to culture related events. And these can be small affairs, big affairs, usually done town by town. But a lot of times, even these can overtake an entire region or country. Depends on your game, again. And some of these are, I would say, pretty apparent. But we're just going to go ahead and and knock them out of the park. The founding of a city. Sure. Or nation, even. And that may seem weird today. But once upon a time, that was very a, a very common holiday from town to town. Independence Day. Well, sure. National national foundings are still celebrated everywhere. But town foundings, that tradition has started to die off. But it used to be a very popular uh, holiday for especially small towns. Sure. Just town by town. Yeah. Uh, I like this one, too. The A famous person's birthday or maybe some cultural birthday. So either the founding of a culture or the birthday of a culture of some sort, it could be anything, uh, or the discovery of something. That's yeah. a really cool one. That's a, a spe- and discovery can mean so many things. Sure. It could be discovery of a place or discovery of an invention or discovery of, I don't know, themselves. Yeah. It could be discovery of a medication. Why isn't penicillin day? Like, that completely changed the course of humanity. Absolutely. We should have a penicillin day. Everybody mask up. Oh, wait, that's every day right now. (sighs) Oh, the end of a great war is another good festival. Yeah. Could be good or bad. Depends on whether you are the winner or Or the loser. loser. Uh, We got a cultural identity or cultural revolution. And I just added a couple. So, women's suffrage. Yeah. That's That's definitely... A huge turning point. Yeah, huge turning point. Woodstock's another one. Yeah. You know, you might have a festival for for something like that. And, you know, you can think of all sorts of other ones, of course. But what in your game might have been a cultural revolution? So thinking of, this is a little more sci-fi here, the founding of the Matrix could be a cultural revolution. 100%. Or cyberpunk, really. 
Yeah. Any type of, um, definitely the discovery of cybernetics, like the nerve to wire interface in like a cyberpunk game would be something that would be sure. pretty awesome. Everybody, it's, it's cyberware day. Everybody hack off one of your limbs and get, get some replacements. Sure. I don't, I don't think that's how that would your go. Your local but. arcology gives 20% off discounts for upgrades. <laughs> that would be unsurprising. I, I, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, in addition to culture-related festivals or holidays, you might have something that is some kind of famous event. The Chicago Fire. Yep. A calf that's born with three heads, Groundhog Day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's a groundhog, but yet people celebrate it, right? That is absolutely not just a random excuse to have a party. That's true. There's lots of other great ones. But we also have some common festival ideas, and these could be sci-fi, these could be historical, these could be modern. They're just things that across the board are events that could occur. Yep, and we've kind of lumped a lot of these into one, but festivals. But so, music festival, yeah, food, food festivals, festivals, sex festival, beverage festivals. Any, I mean, God, Oktoberfest. Sure. How many beer festivals are all over the place? Chili cook-off festivals. Atlanta's full of them. How many crawfish festivals? How many uh, shrimp festivals yeah. are there in the Gulf? I mean, come on. Man, any excuse to get a bunch of people together and party. And every smart brewery is going to hold a beer festival. Absolutely. Because it's advertising. Sell more beer. Yep. So what does your game have? What kind of fun food festivals or music festivals do they have? Do you have the local Bard College celebrating maybe all of their recent musicians and they get on stage and play in your fantasy town? Oh, yeah, that could could absolutely be their graduation as just like a huge music festival. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, the local wizard guilds, you know, throw, uh, the local illusionists throw some music and they they go against maybe the bards or the trained musicians or maybe in your sci-fi or uh, super sci-fi game, maybe there is a music festival that's seen from space. Sure. Nice. Get creative with it. I'm thinking Hot Black Destiato from uh, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide. Right. Something else you could easily do is you could have competitions. You could. Like uh, a wizard's moot. Everything in the entire place is now non-lethal damage, but it is just wizard duel after wizard duel, and people come and watch it in the same way that people watch football or gladiator games or anything like that. Well, I mean, if you're thinking of like more common types of things like that it could be i don't know tug of war right sure or what, a, do, what do they do up in there definitely on a town level was it like log rolling competitions oh and, yeah the whole the whole like a uh, wild man or wilderness man competitions log throwing uh log rolling log throwing wow map well i mean you're, if you're living Axe in a throwing. Fan, could i could totally see some log throwing competitions oh yeah like, it's called the caber toss the what the caber toss for the Highland Games? Oh, it, it's literally... You oh, pick that's up, really a thing. Yes. That's nuts. I was thinking more of a fantasy thing where you see like a whole bunch of ogres just chucking trees. Yeah, now ogres. just imagine that as Scotsman and you're you're in the right headspace. So ogres with kilts. Okay, yes. got it. Good. <laughs> We're going to keep talking about different types of holidays and festivals, but we'll be right back after these messages. This episode is sponsored by Natural 20 on That Perception Check. You found The Wandering Portal, your new source of notebooks, funny stickers, and custom character sheets, all inspired by your favorite role-playing and tabletop games. Shop now at thewanderingportal.com. Are you a podcast host or an adventuring group with a killer name? Let us be your one-stop shop for all your graphic design needs. Get in touch today. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Wandering Portal. If there are any topics you would like us to cover, goods or services you would like us to review, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, we would love for you to contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. See you there. And we're back. Welcome back. So when we last left off, we were talking about 
different types of common cultural related holidays and festivals. Sure. And we're just giving a list of some that we've come up with. Your game may vary. Another good one. Circus comes to town. Oh, yeah. The traveling circus. Yeah. What a great plot device. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't even matter what genre of game you're playing. It can either be extremely lighthearted and fun, or it can be super dark and I've, creepy. Oh, it can it's be real creepy. Those, those clowns, man. You got to watch out for those guys. Be something from it dragging people down into the sewers, turning into giant spiders, and devouring their souls. How do you really feel about clowns? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not big on clowns, man. That's, little, little chlorophobia in the house? A little bit. Just a little bit. They're just kind of a little bit, little bit creepy. I don't mind clowns. I, don't, I might be a clown for Halloween. We'll see. Traveling carnivals are a great idea because it allows you to pop up a festival or a holiday at any point in time. Yep. If you start off in a big city and the circus comes to town, hey, look at this plot point. There's nothing going on. This could be easy downtime for your PCs. This could be a side quest. This could be the main event. Sure. If you're in a small town, then it's definitely a holiday because they may not have anything going on. Right. They may not have the same kind of luxury as a big city. And then you get to decide things like, who are your carnies, right? I, I was in an adventuring party. We were entertainers. And our whole cover most of the time was, car was a traveling carnival. Yeah. So we've got that. But also, what if you've got a traveling carner, uh, carnival that is a rogues guild? And they literally completely pillage towns as they go through. But they're just really good at it. I mean, I would naturally assume that if you're at a carnival in a fantasy setting game, they're probably all rogues. But now, because that's your assumption, what if you've got an honest carnival and the local thieves guild is using it as an excuse to go on a stealing bender, knowing that everybody's going to blame the carnies? I'd still blame the carnies. I, I, my character would. No, that's a great idea. Depends a, on the character. Depends on the character. Yeah, that's a great idea. In addition to that, when we talk about mass gatherings, something that's near and dear to both Matt and I, conventions. Yes, now, obviously, when I think conventions, I think Dragon Con. And yes. if you don't think that's a holiday or a festival, you've never been. Fools. It's nothing but nerds partying and it's wonderful. It's true. There's also, of course, like San Diego Comic Con and PAX and you know some other ones. Actually, there's tons of tons, so, so many, many conventions we've ones. been to. Uh, why not have a convention in your game? Yeah, any kind of convention. And if you're thinking, well, I'm playing a fantasy game. Okay, it's a gathering of people for a common purpose. Right. So you're telling me there aren't music lovers in your in your campaign world or people who like green frogs. Right? It doesn't matter what it is. Sure. If you've got a town big enough, then there is an audience big enough for a gathering. Your convention may not be 80,000 people, but most common conventions, even in modern day, aren't. I've got a free one for everybody listening. In the town of Insert Your City, there is a convention for amateur adventurers. And every year... On the summer solstice, they gather in town for four days and four nights and work on their quote-unquote adventuring skills, which usually just means getting into bar fights. Also, you could add to that the adventure games. Yes, there are adventure games that they play. They must do certain things, maybe. Obstacle A courses. Scavenger hunt. Yeah, uh, freaking actual fights, right? And like organized ring fights. Yep, and your campaign takes place during that time and maybe something happens. Maybe your partying adventurers, quote unquote, become real adventurers at that point. Sure. Also, maybe that's how they develop their nemesis adventuring team. I like that too. Because if you beat out a team, like if you're blowing people out of the water, everybody's going to be like, oh, these guys are ringers. But if you beat out a team by like two points, those people are going to hate you. <laughs> they are. They're going to despise you. We should do an episode on Nemesis. Yeah. I think that, and yeah, we need to work on that. Now, uh, it's very similar to common type events as well is a trade event. Yeah. And I'm going to mention one from the Forgotten Realms, which I just 
uh, brought up Hornmoot. You ever yep. heard of that? So, bunch of dwarves blow the horn, they come out to trade. Yeah. I think they all got murdered at one point, which is why they don't do it anymore. And this is, I can't remember what edition this was in, but how cool is that, right? You just have this event where, okay, a society is like, we're ready to trade with the other society, and they, you know, signal it, and now there's a party. Sure. Everybody breaks out their wares, they start selling stuff to each other, there's dancing, frolicking. That's it. That's You're- it. That's just a trade event. I'm sure there's other ones, but that's the only one I thought of right now. Very similar to common cultural events, holidays and such, is a community type event. Sure. Now, these are specific in that they're usually smaller, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need 80,000 people for a barn raising. Correct. You just need a couple. Yeah. I mean, it helps if there's more. Yeah. But th- there's a point where you lose optimal per- <laughs> ability because there's too many people. But yeah, um, barn raisings are a great example of that. You, any civic oriented freaking gift giving. Yeah. Gift giving could be, I mean, we didn't mention this, but like birthdays could technically be a cause for a holiday. Sure. Definitely with our friends whenever we celebrate a birthday. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, we did mention like breweries bringing plenty of booze out. So that's kind of like one of our birthdays. That's true. For those of you guys don't know, like several of us throw birthday parties. My birthday happens to be right midway in the year when there's not really a holiday going on. And so our friends have always used it as an excuse to rampantly party up until recently. Right. Hopefully this year we'll be able to do it again. My birthday people are generally still suffering from St. Patrick's Day. That's very true. <laughs> it's it's just the way it is. Other types of community-based days could be like an ally day or games, just straight up games, football, yep. Quidditch, whatever your whatever it happens to be. And if you don't think that a football day is cause for celebration or a holiday, you haven't met a sports fan. True story. But I like the concept of an ally day. Let's say you've got a small town, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, once for a fantasy setting, especially. But I guess it could work anywhere, depending on what type of world you're running with. But you've got a small town, and they became allies with a small elven outpost. And so once a year, the elves come into town, and they prepare elven food and teach anybody interested a few words in elvish. Just like a uh, a cultural exchange day, right? That's really cool. And then once a year, the humans, halflings, whatever. Once every six months, the local mind flares come in and they have a cultural exchange and, and we feed them our brains and they walk off with our brains and now they have a bunch of thralls. No, wait, that's not the same. No. No. Not quite. I do like the idea of an ally day. I think that's a really cool thing to try. I don't think I've ever played a game that where someone did that. I just, I thought of like a, a cultural exchange with, very different cultures, vastly different cultures. What a cool thing to to bring up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing. We've got a couple other examples in terms of festivals and holidays. We're going to go with some of the more obvious ones now, which most holidays are based off of religious, religious holidays. Yeah, religious holidays. Religious events are pretty self-explanatory. They're they're events that are based off of any given religion, but they can vary widely if based on astrological events or based on shared events that didn't necessarily go one particular side's way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're just kind of breaking these into very loose categories. It could be a religious event, which is also happens to be something nature oriented or animal oriented. I mean, here's a specific one, a resurrection. Sure. And yeah, I know. Don't nod at me like that. I mean, you're clearly talking about the Egyptian pantheon. Of course, Osiris. Osiris. Yes, Osiris. Yes, yes absolutely. Uh, the God's Walk. That's another good thing for holiday. A lot of fantasy campaigns that happens. Sure. And you can have something like the Time of Troubles where all the gods were walking, yep. right? Or you could be talking about a time a specific deity came down and went for a walk. And if you want to go sci-fi on that as well, Gods of Tarot. Here's Anthony. 
Sure. Or you could even do something like maybe the first AI came about. Sure. Or gods could be aliens. Right. You could have uh, superior space alien technology come about. Superior right. space aliens show up on Earth and they're. Do a cultural exchange. Yeah. <laughs> a severe cultural exchange with extreme prejudice. Not every alien is going to be wanting to destroy the world. Look, man, all we need is Jeff Goldblum and a Mac, and we can we can win. Sure thing. All we need is Jeff Goldblum and one Mac. And? An internet connection. Will Smith to get him there. Yeah, we got to have Will Smith flying. Here's a good one that's religious-oriented. The God's Ascension. Yes. Maybe you're an adventurer. There's a high-level adventurer. Happens to become a god. Yeah. Go right. back on Forgotten Realms. That happened multiple times. Kelimvor, Sirik. Uh, a Mistra, yeah. yeah, midnight, multiple Mistras, multiple I think mistra- technically because it was Mistara and then Mistra and man, then midnight. Flavor of the week, then- man, she dies all the time. God, she's always dead. Then what is it? Bane came back at some point. Yeah, they they literally put him together like a jigsaw puzzle, and then bam, he was. Back. And then Ball came back because he made Ball spawn, and one of them burst forth and became him. I think. Sure. I don't know. I, I can't follow it anymore. Lord of murder shall perish. Yeah. It didn't last very long. I lasted long enough for someone to write a new book, which we like. Yeah. The founding of a religion or location is another good example. Right. Which can go along with an ascension, but. Yep. Yeah. These can. All. And then. But also the founding of a location could be the first major cathedral slash temple slash synagogue, what have you. In an area or just ever. Yeah. And you mentioned Notre Dame was a good example of that in real world. Do people, and they say, I'm assuming everybody celebrates that. I doubt everybody celebrates it. Well, I mean, like the locals do. I assume the locals celebrate the founding of Notre Dame. And I would guess probably the local Catholics because I don't think the local atheists care. Probably not. But they're probably still willing to drink. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) alcohol, I'll celebrate whatever. Counter celebrations, and this is something I didn't think about. I thought this was a really good idea that you put in, which just because one religion is celebrating something really cool for them, that might be the worst thing for the opposite religion in your campaign. Yep. So the darkest night of the year is devoted to the clerics of shadow and darkness and evil. And that's the night where all of the gods of light are like, all right. Everybody stay in your homes and pray because yeah. there's madness afoot. And all the people who pray to the, you know, to the dark gods are frolicking in the streets, you know, randomly murdering people or sure. doing whatever, doing whatever, right. you know, whatever evil people do. It doesn't have to be evil. No. I mean, we're just going very simplistic. Could also, you know, there are lots of things that are done in the dark. Sometimes with the lights on or off. Depends. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It might be a very important night for soon. Goddess of love and beauty. That is also very true if you're going Forgotten Realms on us. Yes. So there's a lot of different variations. Again, we're just giving a couple of examples because we could exhaust this far too long. And if, But if you did it the other way around, real quick, on the longest day of the year, it could be a day where cabals of dark-related deities... Plot and scheme and stay out of the light. Turn off the sun. <laughs> sure. Sunscreen day for vampires. <laughs> Absolutely. The festival for, yeah, you're running a, uh, you're running a world of darkness campaign and it's the longest day of the year and everyone's buying sunscreen. I don't let that work. Finally, we come to two, the last two, uh, fantasy and sci-fi. Now, obviously these are going to exhibit qualities of the others that we we talked about. Sure. But these are a little... Uh, a little these are more, more fantasy-specific. Yeah, more specific. Or sci-fi-specific. Specific. So I love the one you came up with, which is the day of the Draco Rage sure. in Forgotten Realms, which if you guys don't know what that is, is basically Samaster, a ancient lich, corrupted a mythal... And it made all of the dragons in Faerun batshit crazy. Just just fucking nuts. Madcap. Just Madness. Rah! And they started eating people and, you know, laying, doing dragons. Destroying dra- civilization Dude, is what they were doing. They were dragoning. Yes. They, they're hardcore dragoning. And I think that's a great holiday to remember the Draco Rage. Sure. <laughs> it was a whole year, if I recall. Yeah. The year of the Draco Rage. 
Now that could be for some people a positive thing, and for some most people a I mean, negative. It's a cult thing. of the dragon, man. Yeah. Look what we did. Uh, the founding of the Mornlands is another example in Eberron, also known as the tragedy of Seer. But sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> the founding. Good lord. I mean, if you're the Lord of Blades, <laughs> really. <laughs> The founding of the <laughs> Mornlands. Lord of Blades is just, you know, he's just free-balling it in the Mornlands. Yeah, man. He's like, come come to me, my my warforged. Planar and cosmic events. Now, we mentioned some astronomical events, but we're going a little bit left field here because we're talking like crazy planar stuff. So the first one I think of is weakening of the planar barriers. Yeah. So maybe ghosts walk among us. Yep. That's a great one to get into some kind of ghost campaign sure i really want to do by the way this has nothing to do with this although it's sort of i would love to you remember ghost walk mm-hmm. it was like a third edition supplement yeah. where you could play a ghost i would love someone to revise that for fifth edition and have a planar weakening during a holiday where maybe the ghost walk among us and you basically turn into a ghost that would be a cool campaign to run you could do it in white wolf too but yeah, they had a I mean, whole Sin Eater. Yeah. And I know they had uh Wraith. Yeah. Well, they don't have Wraith now. But you could. You could always revise it or something like that. Uh Fade is from the Forgotten Realms as well. Sure. Where the Feywild kind of leeches in. It's every world. It's every world. When the sap is rising, the mushroom circles appear, Fade will occur. Tell me how you really feel about Fade. Every world. You mentioned briefly wizard moots, but there's also bard moots, druid moots, sure. moot, moot moots. Yep. I, there should be warrior moots. Warrior moots? Yeah, yeah absolutely. To go around and talk about new weapons. Barbarian and, lodges. Maybe they all gather together and yeah. work on their axes. <laughs> sure. All axes all the time. Axe, <laughs> axe, 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 axe. We're getting a little punchy here, guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, fantasy inventions. Yeah. So artificing comes to mind for me. Sure. But we could even do something like maybe the discovery of the flying airship, man. Oh, yeah. Discovery of the flying airship or the discovery of golem building. Yeah. Elemental binding. So it's a niche holiday. The discovery of lopping the tops of mountaintops off, flipping them upside down and building cities on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nethril Day. Yeah, Yeah. Nethril Day. Nethril Day is definitely in my campaign at some point. I'm all about lopping some mountaintops off. I know. Now, you know, uh, this is this brings up the question, though. What did they do with that flat part of the mountain? Not the part they lopped off and flew oh, around no. on it. Who lives on the that mountain? The new Mesa? Yeah. They've got this great, I mean, it's perfect. It's completely flat. Yes. Perfect place to build a city. Yep. On top of a mountain. Mega well defended from anything but flying stuff. Absolutely. From anything but a... Flying city. Well, I mean, you know. At the time, that was not necessarily a strategic advantage anymore. Probably is now. But now, yes. So think of maybe what your magical invention could be. And by the way, this could also be a sci-fi invention as well. Oh, yeah. So found, founding of... We're going to touch on that in a second. That's a good point. Yeah. A mystical event in time location or items yes so once every hundred years a portal opens to the plane of fire Mm -hmm. and all your fire cults all of your fire worshipers all your fire everybody is having a fire festival every year this town celebrates present day and and once a year at a specific time and place a magic mirror pops out something because it mag- its magic has been failing over the last 2,000 years. And so every year on the dot, one of the bindings just disappears. It just goes, and, a, and an item pops out, a random item. And the local townspeople have to figure out what the hell it is. And it's a, either a magic item, or if you're, if you're a, a DM like me, it, they're all cursed items or horrible artifacts that might take people over, and thus plot points for your story. They might not be horrible artifacts. They might be great artifacts. They still will be horrible in some way. Well, 
any great power in unprepared hands is not a blessing. That's right. Great power, my friend, comes great responsibility. Sure. Stan Lee, Spider-Man. Finally, we come to, and I love this idea, a wild magic festival. Yeah. That's how we're getting down, man. Dude, I'm all about that, man. Dancing slods and paper hats. Let's do it. You name it. What's it raining today? Lollipops and lava. So I love the idea of a wild magic festival, festival. man. That that would be so okay. For GMs that are not comfortable dipping into their ludicrous subconscious, there are a thousand, thousand, thousand wild magic, wild surge tables out there on the internet. Grab several of them. Roll yes. on multiples. It's fine. The one in the book is decent for, for 5e is is fine, but for something like a wild magic festival, you want some depth. You want to pull out all the stops for that. Yeah, man. Maybe the sun turns into a big eyeball and winks at everybody. I downloaded a table at one point in the past where you rolled a D1000. And no, were, sir, you did not. Yeah. No. Was it 10,000? It was 10,000. Oh, my God, that's right. It was. And it was everything. Because 8,000 and some change, whatever, was mummies. And that was all it said was mummies exclamation point. Mummies. And was it like 9999 was the sun explodes? Yes. Okay. That was the one. No, yeah. no. One, I thought 99999 was the sun goes out and 10,000 was the sun explodes. It might be. I don't. We're I getting think, ahead of ourselves yeah. here. Okay. Sorry, guys. But yeah, just grab something that's got a little more to offer than just the basic. You want, if your players are actually ludicrous enough to attend a wild magic festival, then they should get what's coming to them. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Finally, we come to some sci-fi ideas. Indeed. So, what are some examples of some holidays and festivals sci-fi related? Well, you already mentioned one, the founding of the Matrix. Sure. Matrix Day. Yep. The the advent of interstellar travel. That's every super sci-fi campaign should be. Yeah. And it may not be interstellar travel. It could be the device behind the interstellar travel. Right. So Star Trek has the Cochrane Drive or the Warp Generation Drive. Absolutely. The Expanse has whatever they came up with. Star Wars, who knows? Right. But, but your campaign might be something completely different than that, and that would be a really cool invention yeah. to celebrate. Uh, Pathfinder's got the the drift, right? The drift engines. The drift engines, which were made by the Triune Church of Triune, yes, or Triune specifically invented the drift. Right. Maybe the founding of the first colony. The first interplanetary colony, or even the f co the founding of the colony that you're currently on. Mm -hmm. That seems like that would be... If you're playing on a different planet, this yeah. is the founding of this colony. It's very similar to the founding of a nation or the founding yeah. of a city. It's basically the same premise, just in space. Space. Cultural memes. And I know this sounds crazy to most people, but... We also celebrate Talk Like a Pirate Day. Sure. We celebrate National Donut Day. Yeah. Like I mean, they yeah, they're holidays and they were definitely invented like uh excuse me, may the fourth be with you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, you don't think I don't dress like Darth Vader on May the fourth? Come on. You know the you know me. Well, and then you've you've got your towel day. That's true. Yes. Is there a Terry Pratchett day? I don't know. There has to be. There has to be. We're going to have to figure out what that is. And If there isn't, we're going to do it now. Yep. We're making it now. So these are a couple of ideas that you can use in your sci-fi campaign as well. Sure. And feel free to use some of the more fantastical ideas from the fantasy campaign and just apply a sci-fi spin on them as well. Yep. Reskin. Reskin is the answer to most everything. Now... We have obviously not exhausted all of the possible ideas, but we have exhausted ourselves. And so because of that, we are going to leave you at that. Now, if there's something that we missed that you think we should have put in this podcast, 
write to us. Info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, Eric, at goblinscorner.com or Matt at goblinscorner.com. And you can reach us at goblinscorner.com. We also talk on the Twitterverse, the Facebookverse, and all of the other verses. We got a, twi- we got a Twitch channel. Yeah. We got an Instagram. Got that Instagram. Doing it for the gram. We got it all. Yeah. We have it all. We don't have it all. We don't have it all. No. We have a Discord channel. We do have a Discord channel, and you can actually chat with us as well. Indeed. Sometimes I log on to it, and Matt doesn't. Mostly not, but sometimes. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. The Goblin's Corner has been written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Music by D20. This is a subterranean production. Da, ba, 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 